This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 53. As the New York Rangers fail once again to take care of business in a game three and possibly put the devils away. Um, Andy, I got to ask you, before I ask you, how are you doing? I have to say, do, do you enjoy history? Do you think history is important? Um, yeah, like, obviously, it, <laughs> you know, but I, I feel like there's a, uh, you don't learn from the past, you're doomed to repeat it. Uh, story coming, but I think it's important. Boy, oh boy, did last night not only re- it just re- it reminded me of God June fifth, twenty twenty two. The New York Rangers were playing. I, th- I believe it was like a day game too. Playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, Andy. Things were good. We were up two zero in the series. We were unstoppable. Everything was going well. We score a power play goal. Mika Zibanejad. Then later in the period, we score another power play goal. Chris Kreider. It's now the middle of the second period. We're up two nothing. We're up two nothing in the series. All of a sudden, we take a penalty. Kucherov scores. Then it goes into the third period. Stamkos scores. And then with a little time left in the third period, Andre Palat scores to give the Tampa Bay Lightning a three-two win. And the New York Rangers go on to never win another game in the playoffs and they oh lose God. four in a row to the Tampa Bay Lightning and that's that on the season. I really hope I really hope the New York Rangers respond next game because if this is a collapse in the beginning of one I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I am going to I don't even know. I don't even know. I I, I don't even know if I could watch sports anymore and that's including <laughs> Baseball, football, basketball, you name it. I won't be able to do it. My heart cannot take it. So you got to lift me up out of this dark place, Andy, because okay. I am going back to last year. Oh, my. Well, I'll, <laughs> how, yeah, it's, uh, we just know how tenable everything is right now. But um, I'll say this. It's like, were the New York Rangers going to make it through this series without any adversity? Uh, I think, no. I think, I think... It was nice to see that while it seemed like it was a possibility that they were just going to literally sweep the devils and just roll right into the second round. But I mean, objectively, if you look at it, they have one more game here at home to take care of business. Um, I, I think that after that, if I would worry if the Rangers drop this next game at home, but obviously if they win, if they end up splitting much like the, uh, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs who now have, um, you know, who now have a, a commanding, well, not commanding, but they have a, what, a, a two to one series lead yes. right now. Um, then you're in a good spot. I mean, for, if you would, before this series, if you, if you just told, took a time machine and told us, said, listen, boys, um, the Rangers are going to have a, two to one lead after three games you'd say yeah that sounds about right you know you say like oh that's good at least they're not trailing as they've done every year they did all of last year um i will say one of my concerns is that sometimes i feel like this team does its best work when its back is against the wall which is a dangerous game so i was was i hoping that they could uh complete a sweep and and just not have to deal with any of that yes but i mean uh we, it was the last series there was no sweeps there's going to be no sweeps in the first round not even the boston bruins are getting the sweep and um you know so it's like yeah you know i i don't know it's uh boston dropped one at home we'll see what they do they play today right as we're recording this on sunday yes they will be playing Tonight at seven o'clock, we got the okay. seven o'clock slot again. So yeah, yeah. Um, but and, yeah, I, th- I think it's just one of those things that there was going to be any adversity in the series anyway. Um, 
you might have to be worried because it seems like the devils are finally starting to figure out, oh, um, and honestly, I, I the when the way overtime was played out last night, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get into, uh, I think they finally figured out how to use their team speed. They realize it's not going to be us flying through the neutral zone and then hitting the you know the blue line with uh, with breakneck top and top gear. You know what I mean? It's uh, yeah, it was just coming in with support force which handcuffs the def- Rangers defending players to not overcommit to play the body and you know snuff snuff a, a player out as they're trying to be the the deepest one in the first one in and lo and behold that you're able to get it back to a trailer you know what i mean with that skill that they have so that's something i would be a little bit more worried about that did they finally kind of figure out how to play playoff hockey but uh and we're going to get into it but overall if you in a in a vacuum i didn't necessarily hate the rangers game it was pretty tight last night and i think they had more of this, they had more shots and i think they had more scoring chances so but not yeah. by much, but um, yeah, no. it's, it's one of those things that I think if you're looking at this game in a vacuum, it's not one of those ones where it's like, oh, we need to be better. We were bad. It was just like, yeah, it was a tight game. And, you know, Dal- uh, obviously the story of this game, like every other game was uh, special teams, right? Yeah. And I, like, dude, I can't preach that enough, man. If you're not going to win special teams, you're not going to win a playoff series. And it's it's really that simple. Like it's it's kind of a, you know. It's kind of a shame that you you know you you get up a two two zero series lead and then you come back at home and you go zero for five on the power play. I mean, that's what we were taunting the Devils about how pathetic their power play was. We got this in the bag, and it sure felt like that. And all of a sudden, the Rangers just go complete bone dry. Not even they're not even gaining momentum on the power play. I mean, it, literally the the power play at the end of the game. I was like, this is just going to go into overtime because this is basically a two minute kill. Like it, it just take two minutes right off the clock. The Rangers are not going to score. They're not even really getting good quality scoring chances. Uh, I thought they played better five on five than they did on the power play. And it just, you know, for, for me watching this team, it's scary because special teams is so important and the Devils just figured them out. The Devils were like, okay, so we're just going to literally come at you. And then once you cough up the puck, we're just going to outnumber the puck. Which should never happen on a power play. You should never get outnumbered along the boards because you have one more guy. You know, if they send in all four, you send in all five. Like you should always win that battle, always. But the New York Rangers are not willing to. You know, you know they weren't desperate enough. They weren't. There was no urgency to win loose pucks. They just kind of thought they could play that perimeter game and throw the puck on net, and Kreider was going to tip it in. And it's just like it doesn't work like that all the time. Like it's such an easy thing to figure out which why I was like kind of scratching my head after game two being like you know the devils are making zero adjustments here and all you have to do is just go at the rangers just go at them in a way where they're forced to you know cough up the puck and you know make boneheaded plays the rangers love more than anything making unnecessary passes so you have a you had a perfect storm of them feeling feeling themselves thinking that they're the best team in the world you have a team that just loves to make unnecessary passes and, you know, uh, and then a defending team that, you know, play, was playing with a lot, of, a lot of urgency and and desperation, knowing that, you know, if you go down 3-0, it doesn't matter, you know, how good you are, who you are, you're probably not going to win that series. So, um, you know, if, if that's if that's, um, you know, the deal breaker at the end of this series was we just couldn't figure out our power play again after the first two games because we're just not willing to work for those opportunities. Um, it sucks, but you know, I, I, I have to say just because of the way the podcast sets up, it just, it's a shame that it, I'm going to get labeled the negative one because it's coming after a loss. I mean, you're looking at two of the games. I think Galand even said this, you played six periods of the best New York Rangers hockey. I've probably seen since game one of the season against the Tampa Bay lightning. So the potential's there. You know, you have the ability to make the other team do what you want them to do and force shots and, and, you know, shoot from the outside and the perimeter. And that's all well and good. And still at the end of the day, you've given up really you look one goal in the first game, one goal in the second game and two games in four periods in, in the game three. So listen, it, it's the defensive game is there. You're, you're playing this team perfect. 
It's just the offensive side of the puck has to has to be better. You have to be perfect. And if you can't be perfect, you're going to you're going to end up losing hockey games. So um, obviously not down and out. But how big is this game for Andy? I mean, I am fucking scared out of my, you know, I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I am so nervous we dropped this game four because then I feel like it's a toss up, you know, and Devils have all the momentum. Yeah, uh, definitely nervous. But again, I just said this team does its best work when their backs are up against the wall a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, again, there wasn't going to be no adversity in the series and the Devils are too good of a team for it to just be, you know, if that game had ended one nothing, Igor with a shutout off of the Kreider, uh, you know, the Kreider goal, then... Yeah, I don't know. It's like I said, it's, it was never, I don't think it was ever going to be that way as much, even though we, we, we all wanted it to just for the sake of our mental health. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this will maybe at least they've been, yeah. And honestly, they, they generated their chances, but they were, they've been very passive. So uh, they kind of, maybe this is yet another thing they if they can get through over this adversity challenge right here because they they pretty much have the rangers seem to right now have you know uh perfectly risk averse playoff hockey down to a t right now they've definitely have been so far in the playoffs the best structured team which is a pretty crazy thing to say <laughs> if you told me that last year i'd be like you're out of your mind but well, five on five i mean it's it's borderline impossible to be more perfect yeah i mean think about it they scored a, a penalty shot goal which i does that count as a power play goal no uh yeah yeah it's not an they have one basically that ot winner was the devil's first five on five goal of, of the series through three one through three games. and it came in the 10th period of hockey yeah yeah so i mean <laughs> i like the rangers chances obviously you have schmied coming in who was very good but you know we're not unbeatable Kreider beats him uh you know what short side high we never tested schmied man that's it's really well that's the thing they didn't they should have just shot more they were they were again they were trying to do their surgical precision thing uh and i understand because schmied unlike black uh blackwood or vanacek is very good at not allowing rebounds and juicy rebounds. He's kind of so big that it just, it, you know, things hit him and he's able to kind of almost hit it in front of him, which he can then either swipe away to the, either freeze or swipe to the defending player. You know, pucks stick to him more than, say, a, a Vanacek who maybe plays a little bit more aggressively. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they didn't test him enough. So, obviously, I think maybe offensively and on the power play, you could see, Devils did a much better job adjusting to what the Rangers, you know, had done well. But that didn't mean the Rangers got the Devils power play outside of that one play for the Hughes, which was a, a nice shot and a nice little play from Hughes along the wall. You know, credit to him. But other than that, the Devils power play was inept the rest of the night. And the Rangers, yeah, they had good movement and they got their chances and their shots. It's just it wasn't wasn't good enough. Sometimes you just have to be a little bit more uh, hope for broken plays. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like they kept trying to find the lane, kept trying to find the lane. Or even if you see a bunch of legs, sometimes you just have to say, OK, you know, just... and missing the net. Holy shit. Well, that's I... a thing. You know, oh, Pan my God, Panarin missed the net on that breakaway early in the game, which is not a power play, but uh, he misses the net early in the game. And it, I, he, he kind of wore it on his face the rest of the game, which uh, didn't really help his performance last night. I thought he offensively Panarin didn't have as much going as he usually does. Yeah, I, I I looked, you know, I looked at this team, even just chance after chance after chance, it just felt like every big opportunity there was just, they just missed the net. I forget who, who was that at the end. It was like the last like few minutes. Or maybe, maybe it was even in overtime. There was a play and I think it was Zibanejad lined it up right in front and just fuck, I sent the missile and he wasn't even that far away from the net. Just yeah, it was missile wide. I was like, come on, you just yeah, hit they, the net. they, they. They, you know, he tried, they tried that a few times with Zibanejad in the bumper, even yeah. at five on five, you know, and a few times it was right in his bread basket. And then when he tried to go pick a corner with it, which is with a slap one time was kind of hard to do, but um, yeah, you know, he shanked it. So yeah, Rangers need to hit the net, but again, it sucks. Uh, but if at least this is, 
again, I think if you described what you're descri- I'm describing to you now to us last year, you'd be like, that sounds great. And they only lost one game out of three so far. Like, that's okay. You know, but again, uh, you ha- this, you have to, let's see if their mental toughness is what they claim it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, things went right for them early and then they, they were able to lock into that workmanlike good feeling since then. And now you have a little bit of pressure and doubt and adversity. And those are the things that make you do stupid things. Do they trust what they're doing? Do they tr- abandon that? You know what I mean? That's going to be very important. Yeah. Uh, listen, you're, you're a hundred percent right. It, it's, you know, maybe this is probably the best thing for them. Uh, you know, you go up, I mean, obviously three going up three zero, it's, it's pretty much a, a lock at that point. I mean, it would take a sheer miracle to lose four games in a row, but you know, listen, it, it's, it's a series now you gotta get your you know head on straight. You gotta clean up all the little shit. And if you look at it, that's probably the best game that the devils are going to be able to throw at you. And you, you weathered every single storm that they threw at you. You did a great job. You gave up one power play goal. Shit's going to happen. You know, I thought the refing both ways was a little weird. I, I didn't really like some of the calls that were made. I thought a little too much was called um, on both sides. Uh, but, you know, other than that, I just felt like, you know, the Rangers missed opportunity, missed opportunity. And I hope that just doesn't become a theme, you know, for the rest of this series. Um, you know, on a positive note, I mean, what can I say? I mean, it's one five one five goal in 10 periods, but it's only a 2-1 series lead. So, and that's the only number that matters. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy game four is at home, but I really do think we need to be better at home. Like this is enough with this, enough with us like coming back home and we can't find a way to win. Um, and this goes back even further. You know, really the home ice where I really got scarred was the back-to-back Game 7s against Tampa. Or not back-to-back Game 7s. It was Game 5 and 7 against Tampa where we were playing that. I think it was that, that was the Eastern Conference Final. And they shut us out both games. Games yeah, 5 was, and 7. I, I was there. I was, yeah. at, I was at Game 7. It, was, it hurt. <laughs> it was not nice. It just, that scarred me, man. And, yeah. and like I, I keep having flashbacks to this fucking Tampa team. And, you know, I just... I just need to, I just want to win a hockey game. Let's go on to, let's get to Monday. I don't want to go through Sunday. I just want it to be Monday. I want to wake up knowing that there's New York Rangers hockey at seven o'clock. It's a normal start time. It's on MSG. We don't have to deal with the ESPN, um, you know, feed. Just go back to normal. Let's get back to winning and let, you know, let's, let's take game number four at home and, you know, give the fans, you know, something to be excited about. And maybe, just maybe, Andy, I will be looking to go to Game Five on on Thursday night. Um, what uh, what else you got from this game? Hmm, trying to think, and that's the thing. It wasn't a, you know. I I thought the Rangers played Hughes and Meyer and Heisher for that matter extremely hard. You saw Meyer get hurt a few times. He you know got knocked down a bunch, took a bunch of bad a couple of undisciplined penalties, you know, obviously he had that tried to, he was, because he was pissed, he tried to fall on Igor's leg when he was getting the business, which obviously as a Ranger fan pisses me off, but I also objectively, you know, although I don't like, because vol- that's a little bit different because a goaltender is in a vulnerable position, you could really fuck their leg up, you know what I mean? But, yeah. so I didn't like it, I thought it was some scumbag shit, but at the same time, I can't pretend, like, you know, Barkley Goodrow, basically gets away with one as he kind of trying to, you know, behind the play just jumps and pops him under the jaw. You know what I mean? So, and then Hughes every time at five on five, anyway, when he didn't got basically was given no time and space and was knocked down and shoved to the ice. You know what I mean? So, um, it's tough. Cause again, this was a game that was just extremely tight and was well played. I thought honestly by most, both teams, you know, both teams had some tire fire moments in their own end, which is going to happen. But it, at the end of the day, it was just whoever got that first goal off of, you know, an, an admittedly nice play by Brat, who just didn't, hadn't done much all night. But the Devils, you know, their their demon sneaking down has been their, you know, their 
their uh, their strength all year. And it took basically two perfectly placed shots to beat Chesterkin. One from Hughes, short side on the power play, and then one across the you know the grain fark. You know, excellent shots from both players, and that's what it took to to beat uh, uh, Schmid. You know, with Kreider with the basically just blowing it high over his shoulder. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, it was a tight game, so it sucks, but uh yeah, it's weird. It's like it's you don't if you're the Rangers, you'd really don't want to change too much. Now's not the time to start overthinking. Um you just maybe make little notes to yourself, say, Hey, if we got a you got a chance, you know, broken plays are our friend are gonna be our friend next time, you know what I mean? You know, obviously you don't want it to be like Carolina Hurricane style where you you end up warming up the goalie. But um but at the least because you know that the especially with the kid line, you know that the, the two of them will be in front of the net or close to the net. Just get it on net, and then in you know because they all have quick t- hands and tight, and they can stash you know a rebound or a broken play. You know, just you know put it to their backhand and probably put it in. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, I I mean it's that and and maybe with the power play, they're gonna have to try to come up with one more wrinkle, you know, but again, it was one game and their power play has been great until now. And obviously New Jersey adjusted, but the Rangers power play still, despite not, not getting a goal last night in New Jersey, getting one was still oh, optimally was probably the better power play through the night, just results notwithstanding, you know? So yeah. Uh, as far as this game, don't, I wouldn't, yeah, don't change a thing. Just, uh, you finally have a little bit of adversity, turn into fuel and get job, take care of business on Monday. Yeah. And I'd say, listen, if you you know if you're speaking to the New York Rangers, you, you just had the Devils' most desperate game of their season. They had to win that game. There was no other choice for them. So that's the best they got to throw at you. But you know, and that's what? the thing. If they relax a little bit, I think it it plays into the Rangers' favor. Right. And and you gotta you have to bring that same desperation you got to be able to match it and you know you got to have the killer instinct man like you you don't want to go seven games it's just it gets physical you see it in every single series now the pushing the shoving the the you know the mucking it up you know after the play you don't want to get caught up in that you want to have a killer instinct you got to put them away and you know if you're going into game you know game four at the garden it's like, come on, in front of the home crowd, we have a chance to, you know, not really make history, but, you know, you know, it's going to, this is going to be a historical series, you know, the Hughes and Kako, it's the next generation of, you know, the, the talent on both of these teams. And, you know, let's get the better of them on our home ice, put them at 3-1, going back to their place, and we'll be in a really good spot to win the series. Um, as far as, you know, goaltending and defense, it's like, dude, we're perfect. It's like, just clean up the power play a little bit. You got to, you know, be a little bit more desperate there. You got to work hard. You got to match their energy and, you know, throw pucks on net. Don't be afraid to, you know, like you said, it's like, it's a broken play in front of the net. Just be the guy there, you know, win that battle. And, you know, good things will happen. It's the playoffs. Fluky shit happens all the time. It's just a matter of the team willing uh, to get into the gray areas and win those battles. Uh, but that's all I got for you. It's, it's, I, there's nothing else left to say. It's like, you just got to show up. I want it to be Monday night. I, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, the game's tonight, seven o'clock, like I said, let's take care of business. Um, Andy, 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 do you have anything left with the New York Rangers and Devils? Cause I kind of want to talk, you know, a little bit around the league. Yeah. We got other stuff to talk about. No, we can put a button in that. Uh, New York right. Rangers don't change a thing. Yeah, no. Keep except score in the power play, and then you'll win hockey games for sure. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, Everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the app now and sign up with code THPN. 
New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Uh, all right, let's, uh, you know, let's talk about uh, another rival, the New York Islanders. Kind of getting a little hosed here against Carolina. A little uh, lopsided in terms of the pow- uh, power plays. Um, but, you know, Islanders hang in there. They get a Game 3 win at uh, UBS. And, uh, you know, they have Game 4 today at 1 o'clock. In a couple hours, they drop the puck. So uh, what's your take on that series so far? And, and, and do you hope this goes the length? Well, I definitely hope it goes the length, and I'm going to say it now. I think the Islanders are winning this series. I have no faith in the Carolina Hurricanes. If you cannot win, uh, not being able to win a single playoff game on the, on the road, not a single one, is not a good sign for your <laughs> chances as a team. And I mean, listen, Carolina is banged up. They've, they're without Pacioretty. They're... Uh, they just lost Tavo Teravine for his hand. They don't have Svechnikov, so it's not maybe it's not fair to dunk on them. But that's it's just the the cold hard facts. If you can't win a game on the road, maybe they can get through the series. But other than that, I don't know. You know what I mean? And and listen, I still think at times last night it was definitely a more even game back at UBS. You know what I mean? But if this is going to be a situation where the home team wins every time, but I have more faith in Sorokin stealing one on the road than I do Ranta who, and, and, or Anderson who are both up and down right now. You know what I mean? They've had made good saves and they've also had pretty bad weak moments. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I, you thank your stars. If you're the Rangers, you're, you're playing the, the devils, because if you look at that series, it's absolute war. What's going on behind the play. And you know what I mean? That's uh, un- undisciplined, but also, you know, that's that's a the Islanders are made for playoff hockey. They're a bit stouter of a team. Uh, and the Canes have some undersized forwards. And even though the Canes team is arguably faster, it's like the the Isles have a, a bit more grit to them than the Canes do. Not that the kids, you know, the Canes don't. They have some players. uh like Martinuk and Fast and, um, you know, there's some players that have some jam, you know what I mean? But uh, it's not, maybe not to the total team level that the Islanders do, you know? Yeah, man. I, and just, I mean, it's a good segue into the next series. I, I agree with you, though, to go back. I, I think the Islanders, I hope it goes seven, and I hope the Islanders kind of win in seven. I'm kind of sick of Carolina. Um, you know, they've become, they've become almost more of a rivalry, rivalry to the Rangers than, islanders have in the past and it's you know it's sick that i'm saying i i'd rather um see what the islanders can do in the next round um you know against us or the devils rather than you see carolina advance um sorry i got uh i got white claw voice last night a little too many white (laughs) claws um the next series an absolute bloodbath is uh toronto maple leafs and the tampa bay lightning uh, I, I always said, you know, Toronto to me is just the better team. I just feel like yeah. they do to win a series. Um, I, I think it's going to happen that way. But boy, oh boy, are they just beating the crap out of each other. And it makes for some very entertaining hockey, to say the least. Oh, yeah. Another series, If as a Rangers fan, I'm glad my team is not in. Um, honestly, every other series other than this one is pretty, pretty physical. Well, I, I haven't seen... Golden Knights and Jets has, hasn't seemed too much of a crazy physical series, but every yeah. other one is. So, um, but getting back to, um, yes, but getting back to, to Bolts and Leafs. Uh, yeah, I think even Kyle Dubas, or excuse me, Sheldon Keefe, their coach, said it after their big win last night. They said, That's, this is a game that we lose last year, or as soon as last year. I agree. They 
they needed a goal. They got Ryan O'Reilly, Mr. Mr. Playoffs, and he gets them the goal, the tying goal they need. And with what, less than a minute left in the third period? Yep. And then they go on to win in overtime. And it was a game where arguably you could maybe say uh, Tampa was a little bit better because they were at home and they got, were able to feed off their crowd. But it doesn't matter. Find ways to win. That they fi- and they're finally finding ways to win instead of ways to lose. So that bodes well for them. Uh, and they're a good team, man. They got... They they finally, from a construction standpoint, they seem to have a, a little bit of everything now, which is what they've always needed for years. You know, they need need enough bottom six toughness, but also not unnecessarily just non skilled toughness. They're 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 grinders now. They have O'Reilly on the third line, right? And they're grinders now. Grinders are guys like Achari who also have skill. You know, they don't have Michael Bunting, and he did that to himself, but they'll get him back if they can get through the series. So, um, yeah, uh, Tampa. I mean. You know, they were, they finally got, they, they were missing Chernak and Hedman for a game. And clearly you saw they got blown out in uh, Toronto for game two, but they came back and they looked much more comfortable, at least with Hedman back in the lineup. But yeah, they're another team with just injuries and just the amount of games they've played. They just look beat up before this as a seat. And it's only the beginning of the series. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just tough, man. I mean, but credit to them. They, they have arguably one of the best coach maybe the best coach in the in the modern nhl era you know and they vasilevsky is a mix is a mixed bag at times he's good and he's bad uh i don't think he's been his best this series but at the same time it's like the team in front of him hasn't given him them as much help that's the one thing that i am the amount of goals in the series is very um i guess not surprising but it's surprising to me that Tampa hasn't done a better job or at least maybe committed more of their efforts to just playing it a little bit tighter. They seem to want to, they're trying to, they're trying to play the Maple Leafs game, which is a high scoring, which is kind of what they almost used to be ironically. But, you know, I would argue they're not playing their game. And I think if they keep going down this road, uh, this road, they're going to lose. I, I definitely agree with you. The only thing I'll say about Tampa is that um, they obviously have the experience. They know what it takes to win playoff series. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I won't. I I kind of counted them out before the series started. But what's after, the, yeah, what's the old? What's the, that old saying? Or not the old saying, but it's just that there's one team in the National Hockey League that you never bet against. It's the Tampa Bay Lightning. True, yeah. and. And, you know, I wrote them off before the series started watching even I know they're down two to one. I don't think they ultimately win the series, but I I have to say I, I give them a lot of you know respect with the way they've kind of responded and, and shown me that, you know, their, their run isn't over yet. They definitely still think they have something left in the tank uh, to make another deep run. But, uh, you know, this this matchup, I know people knock the playoff format and I'm I'm not the biggest fan of it either. But it is kind of fun when you get to see these two teams, like when they have this type of rivalry. I mean, last year, that was such an unbelievable series going back and forth. This year kind of looks like it could be the same way. It kind of forces, you know, these teams to play each other, which is which is pretty fun. So I don't know. This is the this is the, you know, the best uh, that the new format brings is certainly kind of creating these forced rivalries even though I wouldn't say Tampa and Toronto are rivalries, but in the playoffs, man, they really go at it like they are. So, um, yeah. Uh, Boston and Florida, game four is today, Sunday. So we'll, you'll already know the outcome of the game four when you're listening to this. But uh, I, I think Boston pulls away here. Um, I, I know people keep thinking Florida has this some obscure chance of winning this series or making it competitive, but I just feel like they had struggled to score goals at home against Boston. You had an opportunity with you know no Bergeron. They're clearly you know banged up a little bit and maybe not the Boston, the fresh Boston team that you saw all season. And if you're struggling to score goals against them now, they're only going to get better when they get guys like Bergeron back. So, uh, hot take, Andy. I think they get blown to bits today, and then you know, are able to finish the series when they go back home. Yeah. I mean, if you're with, they're without Bergeron, they're without Krejci, and yet you still have players like uh, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, and um, uh, Taylor Hall in your lineup. Hall gets a big goal in this one. Uh, 
I think Marchand also gets a tip. So, yeah, they probably have the best depth in the National Hockey League, arguably. So, and say what you will about the uh, the Florida Panthers, and you know they can five on five. They're a pretty offensively high powered team at times. They they really have they really know how to at least get their chances at five on five. But defensively, they're a real mixed bag. Um, now it looks like what is Ekblad hurt? We don't know what's going on there. He took a uh, a big tumble in that last game, right? He took some con, or he tried to throw a hit and he ended up hurting himself, I think. But uh, yeah, you know, so they're left with Mark Stahl. Brandon Montour has been excellent this year. He's been really, you know, one of the more underrated defensemen in the NHL. But you know, defensively, it's that that decor is still a bit of a mixed bag. And honestly, outside of Kachuk. I, you haven't seen enough from the big guys. I haven't, you know, obviously Verhage had a, 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 or excuse me, Sam Bennett coming back for game two was huge. Yep. And he was like a big part of why they won that game. But I haven't seen enough from Barkov, man. I haven't, you know, Kachuk's trying. He's noticeable out there, but. Duke needs to score one. Yeah, Duclair hasn't done anything. Uh, Carter Verhage hasn't done anything. So, yeah, that's a problem. If you. And yeah, I would say the bottom six for the uh, the Panthers is. I don't. You even, just want them to break even. Yeah, just I just don't. Honestly, I don't even know who's in the the Panthers' bottom six. If you're, you know, <laughs> I usually have some idea of some, maybe two or three of the guys. You know what I mean? But um, you know what? I, I just I'm just for my own curiosity. I'm going to daily face off, which is great to see. Oh, yeah, like Lomberg, Duclair, and Anton Lundell, and Cousins, Eric Stahl, and Colin White. Although, Eric Stahl, what, has two goals this series already? Say we will about Eric Stahl. He still at least uh, can put the puck in the net. Yeah. Yeah. He's got Uh, a goal and assist. Yeah, but after the Lomberg on uh, Frederick thing, where Frederick said Lomberg was trying to choke him out on the ice, uh, yeah, that's another series that's physical and nasty, and guys are getting banged up, so... It could always be, you think your problems are bad at the New York Rangers. Oh no, we're down two games to one. You're still knock on wood. It's still not a crazy physical series. And it seems like almost every other team in your division is, is embroiled in a, in a, in a war of attrition. You know what I mean? So whoever, get, whether it's New York or New Jersey, whoever gets through this series uh, will probably be a little bit fresher than any other team. And all of a sudden the path opens up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and you know, to, just to kind of sum up the East, I really do think that you know, right now more than ever, I do feel like it's kind of open. Um, I could see Toronto making a run if Tampa Bay somehow beats Toronto. I feel like they can beat Boston. I'm not like I'm not totally convinced that Boston's just going to march their way through to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, I do think that their next opponent is going to suck for them whether that be Toronto or Tampa. And I do think, you know, the winner of the Rangers Devil series will probably be end up being their opponent in the in the in the Eastern Conference final. And I don't think that is going to be easy for them, whether that's Devils or Rangers. So um I'm not totally convinced that Boston's just going to march their way through to the, the Stanley Cup final. Um yeah. I'm looking at it right now. I just, I mean, the path is going to be tough for them. Uh, I think Florida is as easy as it will get for them. But, uh, all right. Out West, Andy, uh, any series stick out to you? Oh, boy. Um, as one does for me. I mean, a few do for me, if I'm being honest. Uh, I think as, although Winnipeg was making it interesting, I think, Vegas is ultimately the better team right now. Well, Mor- Morrissey's hurt, right? Yeah, I believe that sucks. so. Yeah, it sucks for them to lose him. Um, I I said that game's gonna go, or that series is gonna go seven games. So I'm kind of not shocked with how it's going right now, kind of back and forth. That's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's 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 the Golden Knights versus Hellebuck because on paper, I think the Knights are. Yes. just a little bit stouter a little bit more you know especially if they're gonna weapons. get production like and, and and winnipeg still doesn't have ehlers right or do they uh i don't think they have him yeah uh, that's a good question uh yeah i mean about that series though i listen it came down to i just didn't have faith in the vegas star players to you know to be dominant 
But if they're going to, you know, get a couple goals here and there from their star players, listen, they're going to win the series. Yeah, and it's, I mean, and it's not even – five on five, Eichel hasn't really done too much to impress me. But he's money, he's got a money shot on the power play, and he's got two long, like long bombs, which he's pretty good at. He's pretty good at scoring from a distance from below the circles, right? So, um, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's, that's it in a nutshell. They just have more high-end weapons. Yeah. Uh, uh, or not to cut you off, but just to, to piggyback off that another, uh, there's, you know, another series that that's kind of becoming the case is Colorado and uh, Seattle. I mean, Seattle is really bringing their, try, bringing their a game, I think in the series. Uh, and they made it interesting last night, you know, they were down, but they, uh, Maddie Beniers ties it up close to the net and, you know, the arena goes crazy for the Seattle Kraken's first ever home game. But another game that if everything else is equal, if you're if one team has more star players and they show up, that's it. And Nathan McKinnon just, you know, drops, uh, you know, does the mic drop on that game last night with the what he had two goals last night. I believe he did. And it just just goes to show you, man, if you have special players and they they can take over games and, you know, not to bring it back to the New York Rangers and the Devils, but, you know, you got to look for you know, a guy on the New York Rangers to have those kind of nights every night. You know, it doesn't have to always be the same person. Rangers, you know, have a star-studded cast. So, you know, just you hope one of those guys can take over a game just like McKinnon did. Yeah. Um, I, I hand it to Seattle, though. I mean, they, they, they're bring, they're, this is a series is going, kind of going exactly how, I, I, again, I thought it was going to. Uh, I, I still think Seattle's not out of it. I, no. They definitely get a, another win in, in there. And, uh, but overall, I just think Colorado, if their star players are going to shine, then the series is over. There's not many teams that will beat them. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, that's it. And, you know, Georgiev has been good, good enough. He's had good, really, you know, great saves and maybe some soft ones. But overall, he's been more good than bad. And uh, yeah, all things being equal, which unfortunately for Seattle, they're not. I mean, Seattle's got great depth and they all their players kind of know how to they can score a little, they can do, but just, they just don't have, like you said, the, they just don't have the big weapons, but at the same time, I think what's keeping them in is that, you know, I've seen some pretty glaring mistakes at times from, uh, Colorado's like their top six, you know, obviously they don't have any execution right now. And, you know, they, they, some of the goals they were able to spot, uh, Seattle came off of, yeah, bad turnovers and, uh, you know, players like Ranton and who are dominant, but, you know, making bad decisions with the puck at times. And but it seems uh, another thing for them is Landis Gog was skating yesterday morning. So, you know, make of that what you will. If they get him back, he's been uh, written off like four times, I feel like over the last two months. Yeah. But is that a little bit of gamesmanship on their part? If they said if they knew they could get maybe get him back for the second or third round and they're just like, we're not because they keep what they said. He's not playing in, in this playoffs period, right? Yes, that was the last thing I heard going into the playoffs. But I see this like guy that. on the ice. If he can skate on the ice, I don't know how bad it is. I'm not in his... his, And maybe it's just... You know what I mean? Just to have the team feel his vibe or whatever. I don't know what it is, but... Yeah, never say never, maybe. So they, yeah. if they do get him back, you got to look out. But obviously, you don't want to do something stupid, come back too early and really make you know things that could hurt your career overall. But, um, yeah, I mean, maybe shifting a bit, another series where I think one team is actually doing a good job of shutting down the marquee players is L.A. and Edmonton. It's, that, again, is a wild, wild series. Wild, yeah. Um, you know, it, it just it goes to show. I, listen, I going in, I said this on the podcast, and I still, you know, believe, you know, if you know, you put me back in time, I would never change my opinion. I thought the Oilers were due. The Oilers are just, they're, they're Edmonton is being Edmonton right now. And, and listen, I know I'm not discrediting what the LA Kings have done. They're a very deep team. They kind of just have waves of players that just come at you, come at you, come at you, and they break you down. And, you know, some of these guys have scoring touches and are able to get the job done. And, Listen, the Edmonton Oilers were the best team in the last month of hockey. I think they won. They were like 16-1. There was something absurd. McDavid was playing absurd. The whole thing was absurd. I, I just thought there was no way they could lose this series. 
with the amount of momentum and uh, just the you know the level of which their star players were playing at. I thought there was just no way. But man, oh man, LA just came and they just sucker punched Edmonton, and now they're scrambling. And I, I don't know how this series is going to end. I mean, I hope it goes seven just for the entertainment factor. But man, I, what do you think the Oilers have to do, Andy, to get back into the series? Oh man, uh, it's tough, man. You can't just rely on McDavid. No, well, and that's that's the thing. I think there's been a little bit of. Uh, I think one thing that's hurting them and maybe at least psychologically is there's a lot of woe is me type stuff going on right now. I mean, obviously we, we all woke up. I didn't get to watch the game cause it was late and I, you know, I need to get some sleep cause I had work next morning. But, um, you know, I woke up to like everyone else to a high stick gate the, the other yep. day. Uh, here's my thought. Uh, a puck getting knocked down with a high stick. It not into and not into a net, just into play. Does that really affect anything if it gets missed? Like, I understand why they're so pissed about it. Because, oh, it should have been whistled down. But you got, if you don't hear the whistle, like, even if it was like a missed trip or something, which sucks. But it was like a, it was like two players swatting at a puck in the air. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just, I, waking listen, up to If it happened to the Rangers, I'd yeah, be livid. Yeah, I'd be furious. So but I that's can't the thing blame is, them. I, I, I'm going to say this right now. I know I would be livid. And I'm an Andy who's that has no stakes in this says that Andy is a, is a goddamn hypocrite. The thing is, didn't they review it? Yeah. They, and they couldn't find conclusive evidence, although it seems that that was everyone ins- online, that's but that's, but hind, you know, I don't know. Hindsight's 2020 20 and the pressure is on and you're trying to p- put together angles and slow it down in real time. And it's tough. But again, it's one thing if it was a puck that got high sticked into the net, if it just gets high sticked down, in back into play. I don't know. I don't know. I think the coldest take, uh, if we're bringing, if we're going down this Avenue, the coldest take is that the league doesn't like Edmonton. Like they're trying to force McDavid to, to demand a trade. I I mean, I don't like, would that be their game? Why not just move them along (laughs) into the series and just disallow the goal? And yeah, I I don't know. I I I like, I don't know. I, I, I think you don't uh, think the league wants McDavid in the Stanley Cup final. You're crazy. That's like the NBA saying you don't want LeBron in the NBA. Well, final. no. So I'm saying if so is your point that the league wants him in the final. Well, so they're trying to they're trying to to they're they're basically uh, giving Edmonton the sh- the shaft. So McDavid will demand a trade to go to a team that is capable of making the final. Is that what you're saying to me? Well, that's a little 4D. For me, I, 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 this is even less than that. It's just that they don't like McDavid and they don't like Edmonton, which is just bon- bananas to me. Like, it's bonkers to even think that way because um, I, I just don't see any motivation of where, like, the league not liking, you know, I, I think it would be a moneymaker to have your best player in the league in the Stanley Cup final and winning yeah. the Stanley Cup. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what, what the deal is. But, you know, I, I listen. I don't think Edmonton's necessarily out, but you are 100% right. This woe is me, you know, basically, you know, you know, they were blaming the refs. They kind of, you know, were pouting afterwards. It's like, dude, that's not what a Stanley Cup, you know, contending team does, man. They, they, you know, they go back, they draw, redraw it up and come up with a game plan and they come out even harder the next game. It cannot be, you know, this pouting shit, you know, and I just, they they might have had the same out you know outlook on the series as I did, but prior to this whole thing starting, thinking that you know look how good we're playing, there's no way we can lose, and it's like well guess what when it comes to the playoffs, it's you know teams are ready man, and you know say what you want about L A, but they might not have the top end guys like you know um, you know like like they used to have and what you know Edmonton has right now, but they have a lot of guys that are buying into a system. And you see how dangerous that is. So, um, yeah, if Oilers don't write the ship right away, man, they can find themselves in a hole that they're not going to be able to, that McDavid won't be able to get them out of. So, yeah. Um, and I mean, LA, listen, LA doesn't have Fiala right now, right? How long is he? I don't know what the deal is with that, if he's going to come back. But they're without him. I think they lost Blake Lazat, I think. Mm-hmm. So they, they have some injuries, but they're doing a good job of, of keeping McDavid at at least five on five under wraps. You know what I mean? 
uh, I assume they have, I haven't watched that series too close, but I assume Philip Deneau has been stapled to him. Uh, a guy so, I wanted. Yeah. But at the same time, you see dry has been balling out because you can only maybe contain one of them. So they're like, let's contain McDavid, which makes sense. Uh, but at the same th- time is like, you know, I think I-, I haven't looked at it, but it seems like LA has gotten a lot of, you know, power plays off of just, unfrustrated, uncharacteristic, dumb bullshit from the Oilers. I think I've seen, what, Dreisaitl take a bunch of dumb penalties in the series. And he's that type of guy. He's fiery. You know, he uses it to propel himself, which I understand. But if it hurts you too, you got to maybe try to find the, figure out how to turn it on and off. You know, he plays better pissed off. He's one of those guys. And when you see that look in Dreisaitl's eyes, you know he's going to like make something happen. But at the same time, if it's going to cause you to just un- uh, disciplinedly turn around and just whack someone in front of the ref, you know, in the, in the shins or the, in the slash them, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's how you hurt yourself. So, you know, Ed, uh, we've been talking a lot, but I mean, you and I both know what the phrase is, is Edmonton's going to Edmonton and, you know, hopefully they can stop Edmontoning and, <laughs> and get through the series if they, if they want, if the best player in the world wants to finally get it, get his Stanley cup, because if it doesn't happen this year, I, uh, you know, I say this every year though, what he's a if he, if they don't if they get bounced in the first round and he doesn't like try to explore other avenues he's a he's an idiot I'll say that about McConnor McDavid yeah he just doesn't seem the type that will leave though no he's not and that's the thing the definition of insanity he's doing the same thing over and over again I can see Drysaitel leaving before he does well if Drysaitel leaves then he needs to leave because then <laughs> yeah he can't uh, win but you know again credit to credit to the Kings they're they're a good team. Maybe not the highest scoring team, but uh, you know who doesn't look like Father Time has touched at all, much like Patrice Bergeron, is uh, Andre Kopitar. Yeah, what a player, man! Fuck, <laughs> you know. And so. I think for a player like him, I, I think the playoff suits him. You know, I don't think he needs to be the, the player he was a, for eighty-two games. Well, yeah, I think obviously he can get a little bit lost in the regular season when it's a little bit more wide open and he's got a lack of foot speed, but. When it gets tighter and it forces you closer to his kitchen, uh, he can shut you down that much better. You know what I mean? And he's just so much more effective. He's a big body. He can hold on to pucks. He makes the right play at all times. And he can, he's defensively is one of the best, is traditionally one of the best players in the history of NHL defensively. So, all right. Uh, last series, Dallas and Minnesota. This is the one that stuck out to me. Uh, a lot going on, a lot of moving pieces. Obviously, the narrative, you know, is, you know, Minnesota is not, you know, is going to bully the Dallas Stars. Dallas doesn't really have a, a response. You know, Jamie Benn trying to fight. It's just like, you know, it, it's a whole mess. And I think this is playing right into Minnesota's hands. It, Dallas just needs to keep their mouth shut. Say, listen, if they want to hit us and, you know, bang us around, that's fine. We're just going to be able to score goals and you know, negate anything like that. They're Minnesota is going to take penalties. Let, let them, let them act like buffoons. You know, um, you had a good response after they, you know, injured Pavelski, you smacked them, you know, but don't get caught back up into that shit. You know, if you want to win a series, you got to focus on your game and not so much responding to what the other team is doing. Um, especially when you know your, well, your game is the better game and can win you the series. So, um, what are your thoughts on Dallas, Minnesota? Yeah, I think you, you pretty much nailed it with that take. Um, don't think that, I think uh, Dallas at their own peril has to, it's not like Minnesota is devoid of players that can hurt you. Zuccarello had a big game. Uh, you know, they have, they can, and they can, they're very opportunistic. They're maybe not the highest skilled team, but they'd seem to score a lot of uh, counterattack breakaway goals or 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 players slip behind the play because honestly, some they cause so much havoc when they're defending in their own end because they're just, you know, they're a pain in the ass team and it kind of gets your focus out. And then usually I feel like someone slips, you know, if the puck starts turning over, it's like someone uh, flies his own and then they get a lot of rush chances that way. So uh, yeah, you have to have your head on a swivel. And like you said, it's just don't, they want to bring you into the trenches with them and you have to just be calm and have poise and, make sure you get to actually utilize the skill that you have. Cause obviously Dallas is technically the more skilled team, 
But I said to you before prior to this series that there's something about them that just doesn't sit right with me. And I think it's I think it's the fact that they seem uncomfortable at times this year when you make them play a game they don't want to play. And I, I've seen them drop their game too easily at times this year. They did it against the Rangers, uh, and I've seen them do it against other teams. So that's maybe the one thing that sticks out to me. Um, and obviously not having Pavelski hurts, although he's coming back, right? I think he is. Yeah. But I don't know when, but uh, you know what? Let's Joe Pavelski. Google's our friend. Uh, injury update. Isn't traveling with teams for game three and four. Interesting. Oh, so, he's not. Not. Nope. nope. Interesting. I thought he was coming back for four. So maybe he's maybe for five, but it's a concussion, which is you can't fuck around with, and especially sure. a guy like him who's had a lot. He's, you know, has a history of bad ones. So, uh, but yeah, even without Pavelski, it's Dallas should be able to at least keep the series. But if they, you know, you can't let Minnesota start pulling away here. You know no. what I mean? Uh, is so Minnesota's what? How many games have been played? Three, three, for three. Minnesota's up two one. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you gotta. They have to. They play today, I assume, right? Yes. So they gotta tie it up. As we're recording this on Sunday for full, so people aren't having a stroke. Um. So yeah, that's that's basically the long and the short of it. If uh, Dallas is facing some adversity early against a, a underdog team, technically, in this one. But yeah, they just got to play their game. I mean, and when they do, Rube hints and players like that go off and they blow, they can blow past you. But at the same time, uh, yeah, you have a scrappy, tough, physical, grinded out Minnesota team that's going to make your life hell. Yeah. Um, all right. Last things uh, we touched on every single series here, Andy. Obviously, we know what we need out of the New York Rangers to beat the New Jersey Devils in game four. Uh, Maybe the most important question, uh, I'm going to let you make the decision for me, but uh, it's come to my knowledge that I, uh, without intention, I usually shave once a week, Um, but I think I have a playoff beard going on right now, and um, I'm leaving it up to you. Do I keep it for the length of the New York Rangers in the playoffs, or do do I shave it because I lost last night? Uh, well, that you had it while they won those first two games, right? I did. Well, we're we're telling the New York Rangers not to change up a thing. It would be kind of wrong to tell you to change it up, now, wouldn't it? It would be. I guess it would. All right, and uh, for the folks at home, uh, James affectionately at work uh, is referred to as a wolf man because he can shave at uh seven o'clock in the morning and he'll have a five o'clock shadow probably by lunchtime. So, uh, yeah, this, he's going to look like a member of ZZ top by the time this uh, series is over. I'm a little nervous of a deep run here, but if Uh, this is the price, I I think you got to keep it, man. All right. I'll keep it. Listen. And if that doesn't work, then you can, you know, listen, I have no problem keeping it. It's, you know, pure laziness that I probably shave only once a week. So now that I'm out of that, uh, I'm I'm happy to you know to do my part for this. Um but you have anything else? Yeah, you know what? The one thing I want to say is congratulations to the Hartford Wolfpack yeah. on getting past the first round of the AHL Calder Cup playoffs. Uh they basically steamrolled their rival uh, Springfield and uh, they're moving on to the second round. So I think those those games that those series are much shorter though in the AHL, right? They're only like what two two games, two something. Like that. The, I think the best of three was the first one, right? The best of three is the first round. I don't know how it change, when it changes if the rest are best of, or maybe maybe the final two rounds are best of seven. I don't know, but um, they're going to face the Providence Bruins the next round, and literally they 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 just blew Springfield out of the water. You know what I mean? So, uh, and this is what the Rangers basically calling up for the Black Aces, some of their better players. Like, they don't have Johnny Brodzinski, right? You know? No. But didn't matter. They just, Grand has been great in net, um, you know, and uh, Tanner Fritz, Jesus, what a, a se- season he's having down there. But, um, uh, I, I, yeah, I think, and even their younger players, I think that's the biggest thing is that their younger players are are contributing. Will you know? Will Cooley looks amazing every time. 
he's on the ice. Uh, Bobby Trevino had a, a pretty clutch goal the other game. Um, Zach Jones is is balling out. He's, I think he's got three points in two games. So, uh, yeah, and then just that, like I said, that uh, Tanner Fritz and and their top six is uh, is getting it done. You know what I mean? Adam Meadstrom looks good coming over. Um, so, uh, yeah, hopefully they can keep it going because honestly, that would be a big boost. I, we've lamented forever that this organization basically treats the their AHL team as a feeder team, which it technically is, but uh, there's a reason Tampa. You know, the Syracuse Crunch has won a bunch of Calder Cups, and then lo and behold, when they need a player to come up and be a big-time component and player, they bring someone up from Syracuse, and they're, uh, they fit right in, and they exceed expectation because they they bred a that winning atmosphere down there. You know what I mean? So it's, it's important that the, uh, the Wolfpack do the same thing. So hopefully they continue their, uh, their winning ways. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.